Hey everybody, welcome to Beat Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan. I'm joined in the studio again by Anna. Hello. And Damien. Hey. And Paul. We gonna play a game. We gonna play a game. We're all, I'm much closer to you guys than I usually am when we do an episode, which is weird. I usually have the safety of my computer monitors blocking. <laughs> Are you wearing deodorant? No, never. I didn't think so. No. <laughs> uh, so we are playing today on the show, the metagame. This was something that I backed on Kickstarter. You've possibly heard it on other podcasts before. It is a card game. There's many different ways to play it. We're going to be playing in the style of what they call debate club in a way with some altered rules. Uh, basically, this is a lot like Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity, if you've played any of those. There are judgment cards and category cards or opinion cards, whatever they call them. I don't know. There's black cards and white cards. I know that sounds racist, but there are black <laughs> cards and white cards. So basically, you take a black card and it could say, I'll just turn one over. We won't use this as an example, but just to show one. Uh, so most enlightened is one of the possibilities. So then, like apples to apples or cards against humanity, the people playing would choose something from their hand that they would have to make an argument is the most enlightened out of these things. So the the big uh, draw with this is because it is debate club, unlike apples to apples and cards against humanity, this is not anonymous. We are going to know whose cards are whose, and we have to make a case for our cards. We've heard in the past other shows they actually make cases for theirs and against others. We've decided as a group to only make cases for our cards and not necessarily take the time to uh, disprove or discount other people's cases on theirs because it also gives an advantage to who goes last, mm -hmm. I would think, because then you could argue against other people's things. We're keeping it positive today, We're keeping people. it positive, keeping absolutely. It positive. And the, uh, the judge will decide which card wins. That person gets a point. We move on, et cetera, et cetera, and we're going to play for... Roughly an hour or so. I don't know how this is going to go. This is very experimental, but uh, I am excited to play this game. Uh, and there's also, Damien did mention beforehand, the possibility of not knowing what a particular thing was. That's more fun <laughs> because <laughs> we're going to have to try and make it fit the category. If you have cards that you don't even think fit the particular judgment card, then you have to somehow try and make some sort of connection with your debate to how it still might fit that particular one. So uh, I know the original version of the metagame was all video games. This is the one that was provided by Kickstarter. Also, uh, when we Kickstarter, we were allowed to choose one expansion pack, and we would get that for free. So I chose Film 101. So there are probably more movie cards in here than anything else. Well, I'm uh, doomed. <laughs> <laughs> as far as movies, uh, Judgment, and whatever. So there's extra movie stuff in here, maybe compared to some other decks. But this is a giant deck with a lot. <laughs> this is a giant <laughs> deck uh, with a lot of a lot of possibilities in it. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Rob said giant deck, and he looked at me with creepy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would like to be the first judge? Well, Paul is a lawyer, which is close oh, to a judge. That's, but a, that's a good point. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right. Paul's going to start us off by judging and choosing the first black card. I'm judging all of you. He's taking from the black deck, if you will. If... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm it was touched... way too easy. I, I just touched the black but, uh, deck. But it should be noted that the black deck is shorter than the white deck. Mm, mm. Slightly racist. <laughs> <laughs> or reverse stereotypical. Uh, maybe. So our first card is... Which is simply the most beautiful. Which is simply the most beautiful. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I got mine. I got mine. So we have all three? Yeah. All right, let's turn them over. Paul will read to the audience what we decided to choose. All right, we'll start with Rob. 
Rob's entry is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman conquered the comic book Nazis of the 1940s. But oh, you're going to read them all? Oh, I wasn't supposed to? <laughs> well, the, read the actual card. Oh. I don't think they need descriptions for everything. All right. So Rob's card is Wonder Woman. Obviously, Wonder Woman from the comics in the DC universe. Anna's is the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. <laughs> I have no um, idea what that even is. And uh, D- Damien's is Fantasia. Ooh. Fanta- as in the movie? Yeah, as in the okay. movie. Okay. okay, so let's start with Rob. Make okay. your case. Uh, make my case for Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman uh, is beautiful because, for one, she is a gorgeous woman. She's an Amazonian. Uh, she wears very scantily clad costume, which is very skin-exposing, making mm-hmm. her all the more sexy and beautiful. She's also beautiful because she is a symbol of power and strength for women. So for any feminists listening that think I might be objectifying a woman, uh, there's a reason as to why she's beautiful beyond just the physical beauty she stands for truth and justice and all those things that superman does and she's a woman which makes her hotter and more beautiful excellent moving on we're going to anna <laughs> who is arguing for the great pacific garbage patch anna go i am going purely for sarcasm i see um, <laughs> the great pacific garbage patch is the most disgusting thing on planet earth and none of my other cards went with this at all so i thought i'd go for humor duly noted <laughs> And Damien, for Fantasia, go. So Fantasia, uh, the Disney-produced musical and animation masterpiece, both of them coming together, you know, many, many years ago, showing the potential to make movies that could evoke emotion, putting classical music to beautifully drawn scenes. It's it's a tearjerker, and it's something that you can watch, and you, you don't watch it for a plot. You don't watch it for action. You don't watch it for anything else. You watch it to... Uh, relax and enjoy the beauty that is music and animation you had a much deeper experience with fantasia than i did (laughs) (laughs) it spoke to me (laughs) well in this case i'm gonna have to go with rob for wonder woman mostly because of the way that he made his argument he presented it in a way that demonstrated beauty in a number of different facets i mean fantasia is great it is beautiful but i felt like the argument that rob made for wonder woman is a little bit stronger so point to rob i will keep the card here so that that'll be kind of like our point tracking system okay it's because i don't want to have to remember all that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we will need one more card each for those of you that took uh do we want to play to the left like most games to the left so that would be you are the judge okay this is the last thing blank you get to fill in the blank i get to what do you mean you get to fill in the blank oh wait no whatever i want Yeah, you're filling in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes so, they have blanks that things can be filled in with. This is the last thing that blank thinks about before going to sleep. Wait, no. So I don't understand it. No. So yeah, you get to choose what blank I pick is. whatever I want. You pick whatever you want. Oh, this is a lot of pressure. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is the last thing. All right. Let's pick on Volpe because he's not here. Oh, Ooh, no. Good one. Okay. This is the last thing Volpe thinks about before going to sleep. Okay. Excellent. Um, That's what we do at work. That's the work work game. Whoever's not there gets blamed for everything. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, I got mine. Um, okay. I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be weird. <laughs> I got mine. Okay, okay, go. Flip them over. Anna can read. All right, Damien's is Disneyland. So Volpe thinks about Disneyland before he goes to sleep. <laughs> Rob said Walmart. Mm-hmm. So Rob thinks about Walmart. I mean, Volpe thinks about Walmart. And um, <laughs> Paul has Saturday Night Fever <laughs> with an awesome, awesome picture of somebody disco dancing. Okay. Um, 
Who do we start with? Uh, we'll Probably go me. to the left. Yeah. All right. To All the right. Left. So obviously, when Volpe goes to lay down at night after his days at the gym and probably watching movies of, you know, Freddy versus Jason and all the other stuff. He goes to bed thinking about Disneyland because every every person has to balance their life of, you know, intense workout with thoughts and dreams of princesses and can- <laughs> cotton candy and roller coasters in the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. Disneyland. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I think, I think Walmart is the last thing that Volpe thinks about before he goes to sleep. See, what Volpe does, Volpe has a little gym and, uh, he has, he has a supplement company that he, uh, he sells supplements out of through that gym and stuff. And he's reached into other places, but he looks at Walmart and he sees the potential of what all of his companies could be. He sees a, a chain of gyms. He sees, uh, a supplement company that reaches beyond the walls of just his gym and other gyms into an online forum and to, to reach a national level. And he sees, uh, a chain that he is envious of, and it's also not just envy. It's a goal. It's something he strives for. So he goes to bed every night with this goal in his mind, and he wakes up in the morning rejuvenated with a goal to strive for. Wow. <laughs> okay. Deep oh, I'm, thoughts, bro. <laughs> this is the way I'm going with all of these, by the way, just so you know. The reason I picked Saturday Night Fever is twofold. One, from the moment I met Volpe, the one thing that stuck with me was boobs. Volpe... <laughs> loves <laughs> boobs i too love boobs and saturday night fever if you recall is a movie about dancing and getting girls a la boobs so saturday night fever is just a a conduit through which volpe would who let the lawyer play boobs. this game seriously uh, <laughs> also i mean there is the possibility that maybe volpe has Maybe he has gay thoughts once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday Night Fever stars John Travolta, who is known to visit a gym at two in the morning and hit on dudes. (laughs) So, my entries for Saturday Night Fever. Sorry, Wolfie. I love you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner is... Boobs. Give me that! (laughs) Boobs. I don't need to explain why the winner is boobs. We all know. Because it's Volpe and boobs. Because it's Volpe and boobs. Sweet dreams, Volpe. <laughs> uh, Damien is judging this round. Alrighty, here we go. And fitting, we're playing the meta game. The question is, which is the most meta? Oh. Which is the most meta? Okay. Which is the most meta? I don't really meta. know what meta means. Meta means aware, self-aware, essentially. Okay. Like Gremlins 2 is very meta. Okay. And the fact that it knows it's a movie and shows that through the movie. Also, is there a difference between the blue and green side of the I cards? think they're different categories hmm. of uh, things that they can ask. Cool. The most meta. Okay. The meta, the better. The more meta, the more better. Alrighty, everyone's picked. We yep. reveal. Let's do it. Alrighty. <laughs> so Rob's picked Helvetica, which is the, the font Helvetica. Mm-hmm. Uh... Paul picked uh, the New York Times, big old newspaper. And Anna picked Napoleon Dynamite, the movie. Okay. Uh, so Helvetica is the most meta. I feel like I'm making a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a poem. <laughs> Helvetica is the most meta because uh, it is a card that I played in a game called the Meta Game. It is a card about Helvetica. It's written in Helvetica. And it's a typeface on a card. So it is levels deep within itself, 
in the card itself. So it's aware that it's a card and has itself on itself describing itself, which I don't know what is more meta than that. <laughs> okay, Paul? Okay. Um, I chose the New York Times because the New York Times is all-encompassing. It is a news organization. How could the New York Times not be self-aware of itself when it covers it can cover itself basically it's it's a lot like a typeface in that it's so i i, I lost it fuck it i can't <laughs> i got so deep like i was trying to get so meta i lost it anyway i love it when i can see someone physically struggling it's like breaking you to, know <laughs> to form their argument where they're not even sure what their argument completely is. Oh my goodness. That's the difficulty of the game. And yeah. the fact that you have to do it with such conviction yeah. and have confidence in bullshit <laughs> is the fun. I do it for a job, but that was just too hard. <laughs> um, I picked Napoleon Dynamite, even though I just found out what this word meant, but um, because it really is a ridiculous movie and it's not trying to be any kind of a serious movie and it's pretty much making fun of itself the whole time just you know i mean it's not really funny in that they don't make jokes in the movie it's pretty much them just making fun of themselves the whole time i mean that's really what the movie is about is them just being totally self-aware about what a ridiculous movie it is so good answers well except for maybe paul <laughs> but I love meta things, and Rob's was definitely the most meta. Yeah, I'm meta as fuck. <laughs> New cards. Oh my god. Oh yes. <laughs> this is the best card. I want to keep this card forever. You can't play it then. You have to keep it. Oh my god, it's so great. Alright, so I'm going to choose the uh, category here. Responsible for the most childhood nightmares. Ooh. Oh, this card is fucking perfect i win i win <laughs> i win this, this is a good category i think responsible for the most childhood nightmares everybody has their cards down let's flip them over paul has vaseline oh my oh, god no uh anna has wait mouse with an m-a-u-s yeah meaning what read the description it's a comic Art Spiegelman's groundbreaking 1991 series showed that comics can take on serious subjects and that cats are Nazis. <laughs> I'm so unfamiliar with this. That It's a graphic novel where the mice are the Jewish people and the cats are Nazis. I've so it's like, it's this. an, it's a, well, I'll go into it. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> oh, the Michael Jackson video thriller. Okay. Uh, Paul? Well, I don't think I have to explain what Vaseline is or what it does. What I think I do need to explain is how Vaseline traverses time. From the beginning, from when you're born, from your childhood, from your babyhood, you are inundated with Vaseline. Every time you change a diaper, Vaseline. Every time you have a rash, Vaseline. Every time there's something that needs to squeeze into something else, Vaseline. And Vaseline continues to have an effect on your life as you get older. I don't think I have to mention the fact that Vaseline plays a huge role in puberty nowadays. Uh, the fact that Vaseline is widely available is probably in your medicine cabinet right now. It's probably one of the first things you think about when it comes to masturbation. Vaseline has an impact on your life. And in, and through that impact, it is fuel for nightmares to come. Just imagine scooping two fingerfuls of Vaseline out of the tub. 
clicking on your favorite porno <laughs> and having your mother walk in on you while you were clicking on your favorite porno. <laughs> Nightmares. Vaseline. Oh okay. Oh my goodness. I'm going to scoot over here a little bit. And a okay. mouse. So Mouse is a 1991 graphic novel. Um, it's satiring, I guess, but not in a negative way and, you know, in a historical, educational kind of way. Um, what happened in World War II with the Nazis and the Jewish people. Mm. And what makes it the fuel for nightmares is that it's a fucking mouse and a cat. So you're like, I love my little pet mouse and I love my little kitty, but my kitty's a fucking Nazi. So it gets up to be a little scary when, you know, you take like these two lovely, fuzzy, happy little things and you make get into friggin nazis in the holocaust indiana mouse jones yeah scary scary stuff damien so i picked thriller which uh was you know the title song to the number one album of michael jackson number one album of all time and also one of the number one uh music videos of all time it's thriller you've got zombies coming to life dancing in the middle of the street and you have michael jackson what else would give kids more nightmares <laughs> <laughs> that is an angle i did not consider going into it originally uh okay so i at first would have gone just based on cards with paul's but you could have gone so much darker with that <laughs> into like child molestation and stuff wow just, oh boy <laughs> wow bro that you just oh boy. did your, your your lack of uh uh horrible thinking makes you a better human being but also disappoints me <laughs> wow okay <laughs> we know it's on like donkey kong now uh damien took uh something that i think is very uh scary to begin with and uh added in the reputation of michael jackson to make it more terrifying so i'm gonna go with thriller Woo. I, I only said that for the game because I, I do enjoy Michael Jackson's music and I have no ill will against you him. You could have possibly but... won with zombies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was enough. But because then, zombies. But yeah. then to add the childhood part on top of it made it so much worse. He yeah. also turned into a werewolf in that video. That's yes, true. Yes, he did. That's true. Okie doke. All right. Round so two. Here we go. Which means we'll probably have time for like three rounds. <laughs> this is mm. awesome. All right. So uh, the question this round is... is uh, which is more fabulous? Oh, was that Saturday Night Fever card? Interpret yeah. that as you will. Which is Which the most is fabulous? More fabulous. This could be fabulous as in this is fantastic or fabulous as in fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous has a certain connotation to it at this point. Okay. I'm in. Wisely. Oh, man, this is difficult. But I am going to go with this. All right, everybody's made their selections and flip them. Anna has chosen Brie Cheese. Damien has chosen Coca-Cola. And Rob has chosen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We'll start with Anna. Go. All right. Well, we are all about food porn on the uh, Geek Generation, and Brie Cheese is fabulous. I mean, you can spread it on crackers. You can put it on your salad. You can, I mean, it, it, it's just fabulous. It sort of speaks for itself. I mean, it's fabulous. Okay. Damien? Coca-Cola is fabulous. I mean, look at it. It's bubbly. It's got a nice complexion. It's got a little bit of bite to it. What could be more fabulous? Okay. <laughs> Rob? I realize that this is a podcast and that uh, a lengthy debate or a lengthy answer would be the way to go for time's sake. But I'm going to make my debate 
in just three words. Phoebe Kate's topless. <laughs> okay. He made the boob argument. That's a <laughs> tough one to beat. Mm. Um, well, it's, it's a tough one, guys. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I, I really do like the idea of boobs. Um, <laughs> that is fabulous. But I think that, to be fair, I think that brie cheese is probably something that covers all of our bases. Because we have brie cheese as being fabulous as in fantastic. We have brie cheese as in fabulous as in it would be probably served at a dinner party. Probably by gay people. Who knows? I mean, it, it's so multi-dimensional and multifaceted. He's making his own debate. For just <laughs> being a cheese. So I'm gonna have to give the point to Anna. Brie cheese. He ignored the quintessential nude scene of all movies. <laughs> I didn't ignore it. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> Where's the Vaseline card? Mm. Oh my goodness! Hey right. It's my turn. Okay, which tells a better story? Oh. Hmm. This is kind of meta, too. You're going to tell me a story about what makes it a better story. (laughs) A little bit. Uh, We ready? Flip, flip. Okay, Damien's got Pong. Awesome. Rob has the Lord of the Rings. Makes sense. Ooh, and oh, Paul no. has the, the Star Wars son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my goodness Boom. gracious. Do we even have to debate? I don't know if they're, I guess for the sake of the show, I'll just let you guys speak. <laughs> God damn it. I don't even want to. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's on my shirt right oh, now? Oh, what am I? What am, the Millennium yeah. Falcon. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Damien. Damien. So, uh, Dig your way out of this m- one. My reasons why Pong tells a better story than either The Lord of the Wings <laughs> or Star Wars. <laughs> We're going to start breaking that no put down rule right away. <laughs> we have to. Oh, goodness. Because Pong is a game where you are always locked in battle, and it it tells the story of how you always need to play against someone, but also need to play with someone. Because one-player versions of Pong didn't exist until much later, but the original required two people to play. And how can someone win if someone loses? Deep, bro. Deep and incoherent. Deep, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try my best to say this with confidence. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings is uh, one of the stories of all ages. It, uh, it, it is the story that comes before any of these other stories. It, I don't know history very well, but I'm pretending it does. Um, <laughs> not about chronology. Lord of the Rings wasn't written before Star Wars or... No? It's a lot newer than it looks. It was written, I think, in the 60s or 70s. It's not super old. It seems it's like gotta a... be synonymous to Star Wars then. Mm. Similar. Close. Time-wise. Probably. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not making my heart your argument. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings is, um, a, a series that is, uh, much longer in written form, but is epic in storytelling form, even though there's a lot of walking. But Ooh, while it yeah. does, while it does have a lot of walking and exposition in those scenes, what it doesn't have is, uh, three movies that crap on the franchise. I'll just end it there. <laughs> Mic drop. Well played, sir. Yeah, I had to go there. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, wait, the Hobbit movies? Wait, wait. Sh- no, wait. don't play my argument with now. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Read the shirt. I'm sorry. I know I'm breaking the rules right now, but I'm sorry. Game over. <laughs> Given I was hoping the, no one would think about that. 
<laughs> Given that this is the Geek Generation podcast and that we've talked many times about how Star Wars is one of the best, if not the best story of all time, I, I think it goes without saying that the Star Wars franchise is tells the better story. The fact that there are three movies that maybe weren't the greatest is marginal. When you concentrate on what the three stories or the three movies that were great and the stories that they do tell, I think that you uh, find that the Star Wars franchise tells a great story in a perfect context in an environment that is that leaves so much to the imagination that it allows you to tell yourself a better story, not just to imbibe a better story yourself. So Star Wars franchise, I win, right? I, I will say, <laughs> I, I will say that that says franchise, which is all inclusive, and Lord of the Rings does not include The Hobbit. So okay. this stands alone as just Lord of the Rings. And then we're breaking the rebuttal. Now, it's not a now, rebuttal. It's on just my card, I'm making sure. If you if you recall, Hobbit. it is which tells a better story, and I like Star Wars better. <laughs> it doesn't say which story is flawless. Which story is without its pitfalls? It simply says which is better. Look, I don't know who you're trying to justify it to <laughs> so because Star we Wars all wins. Agree. Yeah, Star we, Wars wins. We all knew from the time that was flipped over. <laughs> oh, that was fun though. That was really hard to even try and do. That was that was ridiculous. Like that he had that in his hand. I've never for that. pretended so much in my life. <laughs> Alrighty, my turn to judge. I've got one of those fill-in-the-blank ones, so let's go with... It's The Cure, so let's go with The Cure for Boredom. The Cure for Boredom. The Cure mm. for Boredom. Ooh, this is hard. I think I might okay. have another good, another good one. One that may or may not. I'm, I'm reaching on this one. <laughs> oh, boy. The one I just picked would be better for it, but I'm not going to cheat. Let's flip. Alrighty, Rob has Riverdance. <laughs> <laughs> Paul has Seinfeld. And Anna has Monopoly. It's an interesting illustration choice for Seinfeld. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's the silhouettes of all the hairstyles of yeah. the main characters. That's a very odd choice. One would think, like, a mic stand or something. Few <laughs> <laughs> silly Jerry. Sorry. Uh, okay, so uh, Riverdance is the cure for boredom. Because if you think about somebody that is bored... Their posture is uh, kind of a slumped, kind of dead, like, bleh, very uh, blech posture. They're just sitting there motionless, bored, not doing much of anything, kind of comatose. The exact opposite of this posture is river dancing, mm -hmm. being up and moving your legs around like a machine gun. And uh, yeah, that. That, <laughs> that look, I'm trying to keep this legit. Uh, th th this this motion of river dancing, uh, yes, is the opposite of boredom motion. <laughs> Thank God you, Rob. damn it, that was the, not easy. Cure for not the opposite for, but that's okay. Cure because it it right. brings you out of that. Yes, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, the cure for boredom is Seinfeld, and my reasons are. Are legion, but I think we all agree that Seinfeld is the quintessential comedic sitcom. I mean, great show. You can watch it if you're really looking to watch Seinfeld and relive some of those moments, or it can just be on in the background if uh, you're feeling sort of uh, in a mood to be doing something else. It's the cure for boredom because it's so multifaceted and able to be there whenever you need it, uh, whether it be on a device or on a DVD. So Seinfeld, cure for boredom. 
Okay, Monopoly is the cure for boredom because if, you know, it's not nice outside, it's like raining, you got nothing to do, ultimate boredom, especially when you're a little kid. If you can't play outside, what the hell are you going to do? What if the power goes out? Oh my God, nothing to do. So what do you do? You reach for the board games. And what board game is the most absolute classic board game of all time? And that's Monopoly. I mean, who doesn't have Monopoly? Everybody has it, and they all have it because in case of boredom, you have Monopoly. Good arguments all around. Even me? Let's be honest. You're the, ho- <laughs> you're the host. I'm just trying to butter you up. <laughs> um, it was a good effort. I'll give you that. Nah. Um, I'm going to have to go with Seinfeld. Quintessential com- comedy, like you said. And to be honest, I find Monopoly a little boring. Super boring. I, it was the only... All right, listen... <laughs> I understand but you said that. it with confidence. Yes, and that's you made a good argument. I hate Monopoly. I don't think I've ever finished playing it. <laughs> I would have, if I was the judge in that round, I would have given it to Riverdance just because, like, <laughs> you got to dig your way out of a ten foot hole. Like that is ridiculous to even try and justify. Exactly. Uh, let's. Oh, my turn now. Uh, I have a blank. I have to fill on this one. So, uh, let's see. Always results in a sad ending. Always results in a sad ending. I've made my choice. Hmm. That's a tough one. The thoughts they are thinking. I don't see. I get this card and I don't know what it is. Kind of sucks. It's taking up space. <laughs> all right. We have all three. Go ahead and flip. Paul has Starbucks coffee. Anna has the theory of relativity. And Damien has Viagra. <laughs> Hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Uh, Paul, Starbucks coffee always results in a sad ending. Why? <laughs> you should have probably changed this. It always results in a happy ending. Then Damien would have won. <laughs> like, hands down. But always results in a sad ending. I picked Starbucks because, I mean, it's coffee. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Starbucks. Starbucks is just an example. But, you know, coffee is great. Provides you with energy, caffeine. Uh, if you're addicted to it like me, you drink it all the time. And when you're finished with it, you feel sad because you feel you need more coffee. You want more coffee. You want that energy, that that jittery feeling of I can conquer the world without the cocaine. So <laughs> Starbucks coffee always leaves you with a sad ending because it's always done. And it's not cocaine. apparently. And it's not cocaine. <laughs> Anna. I said the theory of relativity. Because I am terrible at physics, and I don't understand it, and it makes me feel really stupid. So I start to, at the beginning, it's like, all right, no, I get it. You know, they start off slow and explain it to me, and that's fine, and that's good. And then the deeper you get into physics, you start to lose me, and I just feel dumber and dumber and dumber, and then I just feel like a total idiot. It's the only class that I ever had to drop out of. Because I had a D first semester. Yikes. And if you have a D first semester, it's not going to get better. So the theory of relativity has a terrible ending. A terrible, confusing ending where I don't feel very smart. This is so depressing. Oh. Why did I choose? <laughs> Damien. So Viagra, while on the surface seems like a great idea that will lead to a happy ending, content usually ends in uh, you know sad endings. You take it when you don't need it. You're probably going to end up in the hospital getting prodded by a needle and probably with a couple nurses looking at you and laughing. And if you are the person who needs it, Viagra is pretty expensive. 
So I'm not the one who would want to shell out that much money for a good time. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's that's like a... I put my card away because I assumed I was going to lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I just put it away. I just put it away. That's confidence, folks. <laughs> that's like the Debbie Downer of Viagra arguments. <laughs> Uh, I have to, I have to go with Paul on this one because I, I, I did not consider my, my first thought when it went to coffee was the running through you diarrhea feeling. Mm. But the, the fact that something, he turned it something good that you run out of and every time you run out of it, it is sad. That is sad. Exactly. So based on argument, based on argument, I will go with Starbucks coffee. Excellent. He's cleaning up, people. He is a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> we brought... Yeah. <laughs> it's a debate game for a lawyer. <laughs> I do this for a living, guys. I should be cleaning up. Yeah, but we I bullshit for a living. So. <laughs> we all brought knives to the gunfight. All right. So, oh, wow. I'm really picking the cards today. Um, next, which is the most glamorous? Interesting. Glamorous. Yeah. Interesting. So it's another card where you are left to your imagination as to what is glamorous. <laughs> and Anna seems confident that she's winning this round. That depends on what everybody else has, but I have an argument. <laughs> All right, everybody's chosen their cards and flip them. Anna has chosen Smurfette. Good one. Damien has chosen Rent, the musical. And Rob has chosen the Statue of Liberty. This should be interesting, Anna. Go. Okay. First of all, unfortunately for our podcast listeners, you can't see the illustration. But the illustration perfectly illustrates why she's the most glamorous. They show the silhouettes of a bunch of different Smurfs who are not Smurfette. And then they have Smurfette in the middle. And she's looking lovely. She's got her hip cocked to the side and her pretty little high heels and her little hand out and her little pose. And she's the only girl Smurf, you know, so obviously she's the most glamorous. Obviously. Moving on, Damien. Uh, Rent is definitely the most glamorous. It's a musical to start with. And not only is it a musical, it's a musical in the city of New York. What's more glamorous than a musical in the city of New York? Well, a musical in the city of New York that has to deal with all of these types of people. There are so many characters with so many subplots in Rent, and all of them are linked together because it's a musical. It's glamorous. Have you seen Rent? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling. These types of people that are all linked together. <laughs> yep. I know nothing about it. Who That's do you the mean, best. these people? That's the best. Uh, okay, so speaking of New York, if we're going to talk about New York being so glamorous, let's talk about an iconic piece of New York that stands above the city, the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty is glamorous not only because it is uh, an iconic pillar in the the greatest, most glamorous city in America, but the Statue of Liberty is also glamorous herself, wearing those long, elegant robes, uh, a giant crown. That's glamour, and with such an iconic, powerful pose and a tablet with stuff, uh, <laughs> the, the Statue of Liberty is is uh, a shining pillar of glamour. Okay. Um, well, those are some very convincing arguments. I will start with the least convincing first. <laughs> Damien, Rent is not glamorous. I, I know nothing about it. <laughs> the musical itself is very much about like... It's about AIDS. <laughs> yeah. it's AIDS, about... AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Yeah, it was uh... a solid attempt, though. Well, I think <laughs> glamour well, I is probably the furthest from an adjective that I would use to describe Rent. <laughs> having seen it and having played it in an orchestra that played for the Rent play, no. Okay, um, and then I'll uh, go to Rob. 
the Statue of Liberty. Oh. Convincing argument, but I mean, Miss Liberty stands more for liberty. But <laughs> the word was glamour. Like she kind of looks like a dude. And she's, uh, I mean, uh, it's not necessarily something I think of when I think of glamour, although you did make a convincing argument for it. And the point goes to Anna in this case because uh, Smurfette is definitely, in the context of the Smurfs, I mean, it, if you're going to say something is glamorous, it's going to be Smurfette. So I'm yeah. surprised you didn't just shut down New York, the most glamorous city. What <laughs> bullshit is that? It smells terrible. It's awful. <laughs> I, I like parts of New York, so I'm, parts. I'm okay It's good for it. visits, but never yeah. for staying. It's good for pizza. Yeah. Okay. I have to fill in the blank on this one. This game should just be called Lie Confidently. Uh. Yep. <laughs> so just as an update as of right now, Paul is winning. Yeah, by a bit, right? Four yeah, to like two. Four to two, two to two to yeah. one. Yeah. I'm sitting down at the bottom. If you're not confident, then pick another one. Can I? Because I really don't like this yeah. one. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay. Which is guaranteed to make you cry? Oh. Besides Furious 7. Oh, no. That's not on the card. <laughs> guaranteed to make you cry. I could go for... Pure comedy. <laughs> or I could go for legit. Well, my number one answer was based on sarcasm, and I lost. Mm. So just keep that in mind. Ready. Okay, flip. Damien has the home <laughs> pregnancy test. I'm with you, bro. Rob has the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Oh, dude. And, oh. and Paul has Action Comics number one. That's like fucking cheating. Yeah. That's like Star Wars, oh, Paul. Shut up. Right? It's like like the you, nuclear like you, option. Like you haven't had the exact oh. same card. <laughs> All right, Damien, go. Well, there are there are two circumstances when you buy a pregnant home pregnancy test. Either when you do, when you want a kid, or when you think that you're pregnant and you don't want to be. And if you don't want a kid, and the results is positive, you're probably gonna cry. If it's negative, you're probably gonna cry a, of relief. If you do want a kid and it's positive, you're probably gonna cry tears of joy. And if it's negative, well, you might be sad that it didn't happen. I can tell you from experience, you cry either way. <laughs> You're making his argument for him. <laughs> uh, guys. Yeah. Uh, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial uh, is the most guaranteed to make you cry. Because if you're not already emotionally affected by standing in front of a wall with all the names of people that died... Giving their lives for this country. Oh, God. What was that, Rob? I couldn't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Then, then, you also think about the context of the war that they fought for and how it seems so frivolous to begin with. So those are lives that they could have had such full lives. (laughs) They could have. If only, if only we had a government that wasn't all about war (laughs) and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I'm stop. arguing against myself at this stop. point. It's, it's the Vietnam Veterans it's Memorial. Fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> 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 As a professional advocate, I'll make my case nonetheless, even though the Vietnam Veterans Memorial is kind of like the nuclear option of this particular round. But uh, Action Comics number one, iconic comic book. Everybody wants one, but very few have one. I mean, I think if you're a comics collector or even if you're just a fan of comics in general or just 
nerd culture in general, you know about Action Comics number one, and you know how expensive it is. And when you hear about how expensive <laughs> it is, it makes you want to cry because you know you'll never own one unless you're <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage and you just blow money on nothing. So Action Comics number one, most likely they make you cry. I would have said you didn't cry just because you know that he had one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay. First of all, I want to give major props to Damien. And had not Rob pulled the Star Wars card of the round, um, you would have won because those things are horrible. And mm-hmm. like you said, all four outcomes, you're probably going to cry. That was a strong argument. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, Gotta give you credit it's there. It's totally true. I will it's, take it's the an, honorable mention award. And there's, there's few things that are more emotionally heightened than the idea of having or not having a baby, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. war. <laughs> <laughs> but Anna, what about comic Pregnancy books? Pregnancy <laughs> might actually be second to war. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. All right. Uh, excuse me, Your Honor, you failed to address the issue of Action Comics number one, which I believe is still a contender for which is the most guaranteed to make you cry. Just I, kidding. I thought I started that with Paul. No. Did I forget to say that? Uh, we're going to do one more round, All which right. is actually what is that was the beginning of the last round, right? That was. So, yeah. So we have three more judgment cards. All righty. Which is a mirror of all of our hopes and fears. Oh, good lord. Which is a mirror of all... These are deep questions. A mirror of all of our hopes and fears. Is it drafty in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm getting ready. Getting... Psyching myself up. He's throwing punches over there. It's yeah. weird. I'm shadow boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of real steel. Okay. Ready. Alrighty. Ready, Ready player one. And flip. So Rob's got Romeo and Juliet. Paul's got the Brady Bunch. And Anna has Google. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> Make your arguments. Okay. Uh, Romeo and Juliet is a story, for those who don't know, about estranged lovers who finally get together only to estranged. Well, not, not necessarily estranged is the wrong adjective. For, for two forbidden lovers getting together and ultimately meeting an untimely demise. Mm. So it is a mirror of all of our hopes and fears because we all hope that we're going to find that person that completes our lives and we are going to live happily ever after like so many fairy tales would suggest. But it's also a mirror of our fears because we know how powerful that love is and what it can do to us as human beings to the point where it can take our lives away. Paul? Interesting. Uh, well, I chose the Brady Bunch mostly because it, uh, it reflects a more innocent time, a time of one could say, uh, better family values and ignorant innocence, if you will. But given the context of the show, and if you try to port those into the current day, it reflects our fears in the way that you can't be so ignorant to, um, the outside world you can't be so ignorant to those around you like they were in the brady bunch and that in itself is the is a derivative of fear and i think it's it's a perfect example of what you would hope your life would be like but also something that you fear that your life would be like given the current environment high five solid bullshit (laughs) yeah love it (laughs) okay mine is the internet 
which means it literally. No, Google is a window to the internet. You're not allowed to fight me. Let me finish. It's Google, so you can find whatever you want through Google on the internet. It literally mirrors all of your hopes. It can even bring your hopes to life. You could publish a book online without having to go anywhere else. You can do your taxes online. You can literally buy almost anything you could hope to own on thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. <laughs> you can bring things into your home using Google. It's also a mirror to all of your fears because you can read news stories on Google, which can be terrifying because you're realizing what's going on in other places in the world and it's really scary. You can literally watch a scary movie that is your fear, that you're afraid of this thing and you're looking at it through Google. I mean, it is the mirror of all your hopes and fears. It's a it's a window into the internet and the internet houses everything. Alrighty. Romeo and Juliet, the Brady Bunch, and Google. Brady Bunch, that was uh, a good try at a, at a at an argument. You had me going. <laughs> Amazon, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. <laughs> Thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Yeah, I just yeah. keep saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, convincing, but I'm gonna have to go with Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. There was one thing that you guys could have both done that I was shocked neither of you did. Either of those could literally be a mirror. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I said mirror. literal mirror. Oh, a physical the an screen itself. Oh, like, well, Google isn't. It's the, that would be the computer screen. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, me. <laughs> Uh, which is best enjoyed in the dark? Oh, <laughs> I win. <laughs> I should have kept Vaseline. <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> oh, man. I like the confidence of I win. We've all got right. all three. Let's, Let's turn them over. Paul has Tofurky. Anna has the Wonder Bra. And Damien has skateboarding. Paul? Uh, I don't think I have to explain why tofurkey is best enjoyed in the dark. It's tofu simulated to taste like turkey. I mean, if you look at it, you know that it's not turkey. I mean, turkey, first of all, is not the greatest meat. I mean, granted, it has its moments. But it's turkey. And then on top of that, you have to substitute the meat of turkey with tofu. I am Asian. I like tofu and tofurkey is fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's like this pale white, like <laughs> sort of assimilation of stuff that they call meat substitute, but it's, it's, ugh, it's disgusting. So you need to, I mean, for something that disgusting to be even palatable, you need to cut out at least one of your senses. Like, one of your senses needs to be out of the picture, and I think sight is probably the best one. So, Tofurky, best enjoyed in the dark. Solid argument. Anna? Well, we all know. <laughs> the voice right away. We all know that the dark was made for loving. <laughs> oh, my God. Cue the very white music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my and, darling. And what makes, makes loving even more pleasurable? The Wonder Bra. <laughs> oh, I don't oh, know. I don't it. know. Well. Oh, preach it. <laughs> so the Wonder Bra will make your loving in the dark much more exciting. And that's all I've got to say. <laughs> and you can buy them on thegeekgeneration.com. <laughs> Probably. Damien. So skateboarding. 
when people think of skateboarding, they think of Tony Hawk and they think of, you know, the X Games and they think of all these cool tricks that people are able to do. But what they don't think of is all of the injuries that, it, that, that happens, how much effort people have to put into them. Everyone thinks skateboarding is cool, but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of unnecessary risks. People put their lives in danger to learn how to skateboard. People take many injuries, broken arms, broken legs, brain joints all over the place. People even die from skateboarding. That's why when you're watching skateboarding on TV, it's better to enjoy it in the dark. Because when you're in the dark, you don't know how dangerous the sport actually is. What? <laughs> Ignorance being in, in, in the dark. Oh, okay, okay. He's going with a different meaning of in the dark. Uh, yes, I'm not nasty like all the other people. <laughs> How is Tofurky nasty? I mean, other than the it fact is that nasty. it is nasty. It is nasty. She just described that it was nasty. <laughs> wow. Uh, huh. <laughs> I gotta go on the raw. I just <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we need a rebuttal. I, I, we need a rebuttal, like a round of rebuttals. <laughs> All right. Goodness. Uh, so this is the last one then, right? Yep. All right. Okay. Oh, wait, no. You started us off, didn't you? Yeah. So, so was that the kind of the final So is that it? I, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. How I didn't it? get to use that card. Professional wrestling. Damn it. Oh. Wow. I didn't know did what I was going to do with Al Jazeera. <laughs> <laughs> I was really afraid to use the AK-47 assault rifle because I did not want to make you argument for or against it. The uh, one that I was looking forward to but didn't get the opportunity was Speedo Bathing Suit. Oh, uh, nice. See, this is the one I didn't know what it was. It's a book. Atlas Shrug. Oh, I've heard of it, oh, but I, it's also a movie. And isn't then this one had potential, but I don't know. Woodstock? Woodstock. That could have been used somewhere. So uh, it looks like Paul and I tied. Yep. Yep. And should, uh, we, should we do a have them judge? Have a tiebreaker? Tie okay. Sure. Okay, let's do that. Uh, we're going to need five new cards. Let's new discard. Cards? Yeah, okay. we already just showed our cards. <laughs> so that means you guys are going to have to agree, which is okay. tough. All right. So you guys are going to debate your answers to debate each, each other. other. We're going to be so, a jury and not a judge. One, That's right. one two, two. Slow deals. Da, 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 da. Five cards just to be able to have one. We should have just been stuck with the one. I, I'm each. voting right now if we get a fill-in card to skip it. Okay. Agreed. It's too, it's too important. I understand that. Okay. Okay. Oh, yay. <laughs> it depends, though. Come on. These are garbage. Okay. <laughs> you never know, though. You I'll never read. know. Mm -hmm. Which represents the soul of America? Wonderful oh. card. That's a good card. <laughs> the soul of America. 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 <laughs> what is the soul oh, of America? Oh, is that it? The soul of the America? The soul of America. America? America. America. America's <laughs> different than America. Well, they just said America. The soul of America. There's an A. Well, you have to also figure out what the what Damien and I's views on America is. Oh, also. it matters not. <laughs> <laughs> the argument shall be made. All, All right. right, we're ready. We both have our cards? Yep. Okay. Damien. Rob has The Cosby Show. And Paul has NASCAR. <gasps> I feel like we should have a, uh, a Mortal Kombat screen with like a versus <laughs> between us right now. Okay, so The Cosby Show. <laughs> okay. So yep, yep, uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going exactly be, where you think careful. I'm going. Nope. Uh, no, because it's me. Be careful. I know. Okay. But I'm still going to go. <laughs> I have to go where I have to go. 
because it makes my argument. The Cosby Show represents the soul of America because it is such a timeless show with such an American classic family. It's something that we all grew up on, at least in this room. Maybe. I watched it. Okay. Uh, we all grew up on The Cosby Show. And like anything in America, we hold it dear, we hold it precious. And then it fucking disappoints us when <laughs> Bill Cosby becomes what Bill Cosby has become. So, while America seems like a shining uh, light, a, a shining <laughs> thing that we do, and, and Anna's already cringing because she doesn't want me to go I don't want to talk about it. I know. It is heartbreaking. But again, so is America. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while, while it appears to be everything is great and fine and we pretend everything is okay, there is a seedy underbelly to the Cosby show, just like America, that we all want to deny. Allegedly. As Americans. Paul? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> <laughs> I present NASCAR as oh, the soul up. of America. Now, what do we think about when we think of America? Liberty, justice, freedom for all, commercial advertising on cars <laughs> driving in a loop over and over and over again. NASCAR is quintessentially America. If not for baseball, it would be NASCAR. Why do you ask? Because NASCAR embodies all of our so-called values. Commercialization, advertising, constant droning entertainment we are so cynical <laughs> being and it's it's not just that it's also polarizing nascar i mean it go it runs the gamut everywhere from this is the best thing ever to why does this exist it is it is the embodiment of the american political system it is red states and blue states liberals and conservatives democrats and republicans this nascar is america if not for baseball nascar is america and that's why I say this is which is reverential America. <laughs> 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 Judges. Oh my goodness. Judges must decide. So what do you think, Anna? Uh, all right. My, my this is how I feel. I don't mm -hmm. know how you feel, but for me, I love this country. It does disappoint at times, but I don't think it disappoints so much so that it overshadows all the positive things. And I think that's part of the reason why people are so negative about our country. But it really is the best place to live. It, it Which is. Which neither of us made the argument for. <laughs> no, your Cosby Show argument was that, like, it disappoints at the end of the day. And I don't feel that that's that, true. That was my argument? I guess it was part of it. Okay. We can go back and listen to it later. If you want to argue, we can have an, an edited <laughs> To me, post. it sounded like it's all shiny on the outside, but it's, you know. It's There's the, a CD the underbelly. Edited. There's a CD underbelly. There's an AC underbelly to NASCAR. Yeah, it is mm -hmm. an underbelly. I was thinking, when I think NASCAR, I think... Like you said, advertising. I mean, that's a big that's a big part of it. Commercialism, advertising. You also skipped over beer and hot dogs, which yeah. is like so American, it's uh, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would I would tend to go toward NASCAR myself, but this is a fifty fifty thing. So, I mean, for NASCAR, I was expecting also the argument of being able to drive fast and all about cars Speed is and important. You know, fast and the Furious, the photo God shoots with it. the women in bikinis on them. I, like, wh where was that? But we both suck at this, is what we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to the, the Cosby show, I, I would have expected also more of an argument of how it's like you have like the, the like the perfect family, like the the quintessential like American family. But like you didn't really say too much about how you get 
like these families have their own problems and like work together and how like the United I did say the phrase quintessential American family. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> True. I don't know. This is a tough one. Well, we either at this point have a winner or we have a tie. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go with NASCAR. All right. Power. Solo yes. America. Solo America. America. NASCAR. It's America. America. <laughs> Hashtag America. <laughs> Proud to be an American. Now, if it Everyone's had said. Everyone's got AIDS. <laughs> AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. If it had actually said which represents the soul of America, that would have been thrown down to yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> 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 like, boom, nuclear option. Yeah. Okay, we're going to wrap it up there. Final thoughts of something you want to plug, Anna. Use your Google mirror window and buy life things. Life mirror. Use your Google life mirror. Like the metagame. And buy things on Amazon. Buy the metagame. the affiliate link. Yeah, you can buy the metagame, too. Yes, you can. Damien. My thoughts on the metagame is it's a lot more fun than Apples to Apples and Cards Against Humanity. I tend to get bored with those games. This one, I think keeps it going limitless possibilities and many ways to play maybe we'll explore another one in the future sounds good we'll see yeah definitely check it out metagame is awesome um definitely go and buy it through the geekgeneration.com slash support link and uh support that's patreon oh okay the amazon thing amazon go to go to amazon buy metagame buy stuff do it click buttons buy stuff (laughs) you've heard it enough you know what the link is yeah uh, check us out at thegeekgeneration.com all that other stuff follow like stuff theme is provided by Majine Supremacy the link to their site is also on our site you can find all the social media links however you need to we'll be back next week with more stuff for you and we will see you then later make it so